Hey guys, it's Will, and today I'm going to talk about the different kinds of capital that you can raise for your business. Let's get going. There's something I want to talk about today, and that's if you're raising money, what are the different kinds of capital that are out there, and what kind of capital should you go after? What kind of capital is going to be right for your business? So the different kinds of capital that come to mind are, first you have friends and family money, then you have angel investors, some of whom have different focuses. So you might have impact-focused angel investors. You might have people that call themselves impact investors. These are typically individuals with extra cash or, or capital that they want to invest in companies. Then you have grants. You have private grants, you have public grants, you have government grants. Uh, then you have venture capital investment, and those are the kinds of capital that, that exist out there in the marketplace. And within each of those categorizations of capital, there's going to be differences in the different investors. So there's a few ways to cut this. First of all, I mean, the, the main thing to keep in mind is what is your goal with your company? Are you trying to build a company that becomes cash flow positive and stays cash flow positive for, for an indefinite period of time, for 10 years or 20 years and funds your lifestyle? Are you looking to build a company that keeps growing and, and experience hyper growth over the next few years? Uh, does your idea warrant a company that can grow and do hyper growth over the next few years? Or does your idea warrant more of an approach of get profitable and stay profitable? Are you in this to make a big difference? And is making a difference as important to you as making a lot of money? Those are the questions to ask yourself because those questions are gonna help you determine what kind of capital is right for your business. So if you're building a business that your main goal is to make a positive impact, my recommendation would be to not necessarily go after typical angel investors or venture investors. If making an impact is that important to you, you probably want to focus on investors who making an impact is important for them too. You want your investors to be as aligned with your mission as you are and as aligned with the mission as possible. You don't want to raise money from people who have a different idea or a different mission or a different incentive for investing the money than you do because at some point down the road that difference in incentive is going to make itself clear and there's going to be some friction and potentially uh, conflict that comes from that misalignment of incentives. So how does this look in practice? If you're building a venture scale, hyper growth company that you think can disrupt a gigantic market and you want to get into that and go, grow as fast and as hard as possible and exit down the line with an acquisition and you don't want to think about much more than providing a lot of value to the marketplace, making a lot of revenue, growing revenue quickly and exiting, then traditional angel and venture capital is the best route for you. Uh, because that's what those investors are looking for. They're looking to invest capital for a limited amount of time in a hyper-growth company and end up at the end of the day with uh, a nice return multiple on their investment. One thing to know about typical or traditional angel and investor capital is in those marketplaces, those investors, they're investing in 10 companies. Out of every 10 companies they invest in, they expect five or six to fail outright, one or two to be singles or doubles, and they are hoping for one home run out of 10. And that one home run that pays them 100x or 50x or whatever it is, is going to make up for all the other losses. 
So that's just how the game works. That's how the game is played. And that's the kind of incentive structure that investors in that marketplace are operating under. So if you aren't willing to operate in an environment where your investors are not going to give you much attention unless you're the home run or the triple or the double in their portfolio out of 10 companies, uh, then the traditional angel and venture capital is probably not the best place to go to get money because that's the that's how the game is played and that's the game you're playing when you raise traditional angel and venture capital. If on the other hand you're building a company that you want to make sustainable and profitable and sacrifice growth for profits instead of sacrificing profits for growth which is what is done in the venture world. If you want to sacrifice growth for profits the investor profile that you'd be going after is going to be different. And it's not going to be traditional angel and venture capital. It's going to be non-traditional angels. So impact angels or angel like a smaller group of angel investors who want to invest and be in the company for over the long term and get paid back over out of profits. Or it's going to be non-traditional venture capital, impact venture capital, people that are social capital investors or uh, funds that have a specific impact focus or funds that have a non-traditional focus where they're not looking for a 50x return, they're looking for a 3x return over 10 years or over five years. And the, there are these funds out there and they do exist. If you want to build a $5 million company that makes $5 million a year for a year for the next 20 years and has 20% you know, profit, so you're pulling a million dollars out of the business and you need a million dollars to get started, don't go raise from venture investors because they're going to be upset with that. They're going to hate that. They're not going to get their 20x return or the 10x return. But if there are other investors out there who, who might love that, who might love to invest and get paid out of profits in, in perpetuity. I, I know some angel investors here in Boulder that, that like that model, that like to know they're not going to get diluted down the line by other investors and that they're going to start getting paid very soon after their investment and start recouping back their initial investment and then just get paid out of profits for the next five years or 10 years or whatever deal you strike. So I think it's very important to know what your focus is and what your goals are. Like what is your goals with your business and to specifically target and go after investors that are going to have incentives that are aligned with your goals. If you're building a social impact company and that's important to you, I think it's very important to have that be explicit in your raise and to go after impact investors because an investor-founder relationship is a long-term relationship and you want incentives to be aligned at the beginning. It's kind of like a marriage. If you enter into a marriage and one person knows they want kids and one person knows they, doesn't, they don't want kids, you're setting yourself up for some friction and disappointment. But if, you, if you're entering in at the beginning of the marriage, knowing that your values are aligned and that you're headed to the same destination, the chances that you're going to end up at the destination with everybody happy is a lot higher. So I hope this is helpful to, to realize as you go into a fundraise and to think about as you go into a fundraise, you really wanna at the beginning, before you start raising money, understand what your goals are for the company. What's your vision? What do you wanna create? What does the end result that you wanna create look like? And focus on investors who are going to have the same, are gonna be happy with that vision, are gonna be happy when you arrive at that final destination. And that is gonna avoid a lot of friction down the line. It's also gonna save you a lot of time because in your pitching and in your networking with investors, you're gonna be focusing on the right kind of investors and getting people who have more of an align, are more aligned with your vision. 
everything's gonna be so much smoother. The conversations are gonna be smoother, the introductions are gonna be smoother, the pitches are gonna be smoother, you're gonna get more yeses. So that's my thought for today is make sure you're aligned with inside yourself first on what you wanna create with your company and where you wanna end up and then specifically target investors that, that want to be part of that ride that you're taking them on. So don't buy the hype. That's my advice. Don't fall into the trap of raising money from the wrong kind of investors. Don't fall into the trap of telling people that you're building a billion dollar company when really you want to build a $5 million company. There's nothing wrong with building a $5 million company. I mean, in the startup world, there's so much hype around Every, you have to be a billion dollar company. Everybody has to be a billion, billion dollar company. Well, not every company is going to be a billion dollar company. And the chances of being, you know, being a billion dollar company is swinging for the fences. And maybe you don't want to swing for the fences. Maybe you want to build a $5 million company to pay for your lifestyle and pay for your family and provide you with a foundation to do something else that you want to do or to start another company or as a, you know, as a stepping stone to building a billion dollar company. So I really can't hammer on this enough because at Kandara, I definitely fell into the trap of thinking that I needed to build a billion dollar company. And I think Kandara could be a very comfortable like $20 million company. And the, the delta between those two visions, between the billion dollar vision and the $20 million vision is huge and caused us to probably raise money from people that we shouldn't have raised money from. So that's my thought for today. I hope that's helpful. And I'll see you guys next time.